All right, coming up, it's the sports fan dream right now. We got Major League Baseball playoffs going on. We got NFL, and the NBA just started. So for us, those are the big three. That's what we talk about the most. That's what we love. Major and League. And we can include some Blackhawks. No, we're not talking Blackhawks. We're going with the real three, the big three, and that's what we like to talk about here. So we're going to talk about how the World Series is almost set. We got Game 7. Phillies Diamondbacks live right now. We'll be getting updates as the pod goes on. So that's number one. We're also going to be jumping into NFL like we always do. We're going to have our surprise Super Bowl matchup of the week, our media overreaction of the week. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun show. We're also going to do a little bit of NBA at the end. Uh, one more major league thing we're going to do, we're going to mix in our top MLB postseason performances of the 2000s. So I got a couple of my favorites. Uncle Clint maybe brought one to the table. I'm not sure how far Caden uh, can remember back, but there's a couple of big ones we want to talk about. So yep. it's a great time for sports. It's the sports life. We're talking sports. Let's go. All right. I want to start off with the fact that the World Series is almost set here, and we're going to have uh, the Rangers and Astros went seven, which is awesome. We talked about it at the last pod. We said, hey, Watch out for the Astros. The Rangers were up 2-0 at that time. Astros then came and won three in Texas and then lost two back at home. So the Astros did not win a game at home in that series, and they lost in seven games. I, I don't know how often that's been done, so that was very odd. But again, the Astros just looked like they were going to take that thing down. Altuve had a huge home run in one of the games. Hang on, hang on. Live update. Oh, what pop, do you got? Pop out. Pop out. So Diamondbacks 3. Phillies 2 going into the top of the 7th. Uh, the Diamondbacks threw a rookie out there. The guy had a fantastic start. The Phillies threw Suarez. I don't want to say fantastic. Suarez has been phenomenal for the Phillies. That's been a surprise for them. Uh, but that's an exciting... My beers are getting colder by the minute. <laughs> and officially the Denver Nuggets are being the Lakers 115-103. to 103. It is amazing how fast things change in baseball. And when the postseason comes around, it just reminds me of how much... I love baseball and how I think I like it more than the other sports. I mean, it's just every pitch. And now that they've sped this thing up, oh, my gosh. Like It's like these guys don't have time to sit back, go behind the mound, play with the rosin. I mean, they don't have time for that. This thing is rolling, and it's like happening quicker than normal, and it's just so exciting. So baseball, for people that are missing out on postseason baseball, turn on the TV. Every pitch matters. These games are close. They're going seven. It is just awesome. And it ended up being that the Rangers uh, ended up taking down the Astros. There was some really exciting games in there. There was one game that had almost a brawl in one inning. Uh, Dusty got thrown out. He wouldn't leave. I mean, it was just a lot of fun stuff. It ended up being that the Rangers just had a little bit too much offense um, late in that series for the Astros. Uh, those last two games and that guy Garcia, I mean, he's been he's been hot. Oh yeah. Uh, but ultimately, the the next topic that we're gonna move to because we're gonna keep you posted on this World Series well, game. ALCS. I'm not, I'm not I moving. think that ALCS was a, a, a situation not... where it was a, a cheaters never win moment. Oh boy, he's still on the Astros cheating. It's been like five years. There's not even. I mean, there's only a few guys left from the team. But and I'll let Uncle Clint comment on the World Series almost being set. But I just want to say that. Jordan Alvarez is the reason that I want to talk about the postseason performances 
from the 2000s because watching that guy hit in the postseason is like something you've never seen. That dude sprays the ball all over the field. He hits every single ball hard. He comes up big in big moments. I mean, obviously, he didn't get his team through, but how was it fun watching that guy hit the baseball? The, the guy during our time that never got his team through but hit hit the hell out of the ball in the postseason was Manny Ramirez. Yeah, Manny Ramirez was a yeah. huge, huge postseason performer, to, but they, he just never could get it done. But he, he was a big-time postseason performer. And the other guy, a little bit before the 2000s and into the 2000s, Paul O'Neill. Yeah, Paul O'Neill, big money. Paul O'Neill, that guy could hit in the postseason. The Yankees yeah, just had a team in the late '90s and early stuff that you just could never. And Tino Martinez, I mean, those Bernie guys, Williams, Bernie. Jeter. I mean, they just had a team where they didn't have like that big power hitter, and they still just got it done. That team was. It depended on what side you stood on. They were fun to watch. I I watched Arizona pound the Cubs all year, and I said, this team right here. When they get their backs against the wall, these guys just never, ever quit. This is a team that don't quit, and I think they're going to win the whole shot. I, I can't argue with you. I mean, I don't know if they're going to get out of this game tonight with the Phillies. It's going to be tough. That that crowd's rolling. They get a base hit, and no one's sitting down. The place is electric. I don't know they get past the Phillies, but I think if they do, I, th I think they can get the Rangers. The Rangers do not have the best bullpen. They do have some. They've had some pretty good starting pitching in the postseason. Their bullpen's actually been doing pretty good. But I feel like this young team and the Diamondbacks, their resiliency, They're they could get past the Rangers. But absolutely, man, tonight's going to be tough. Phenomenal manager, phenomenal job. That guy's manager of the year. That guy has done a phenomenal job with the Arizona Diamondbacks. I agree. I mean, phenomenal. I mentioned I mentioned the Marlins manager uh, during the regular season when we did the post or we did the regular season awards. But, man, watching this postseason, that guy's got me sold. I mean, he, he pushes the right buttons. Phenomenal. He's got that team. And he's got that young – when you got a young team like that that doesn't have the playoff experience and these boys are locked in they like they are. They can win every game no matter what. 100%. I agree. Caden, you want to add anything just on this World Series matchup being set? Anything about it? Or it looks like he's chewing on something. That's um, yeah, I think, you know, I think um, it's it, – you know, it just, there's just nothing like postseason baseball. I mean, you look at Philadelphia; they're on the, they're on their feet. I mean, it just reminds me. It just I, I don't know. It, it it just it's just a um very great. I I just love I just love postseason baseball, and it just seems like you know in regular season there's a huge difference between uh a regular season baseball postseason because every pitch matters, and you can see. I mean. When when you like a team like the Diamondbacks, where they're locked in every pitch, they're ready for every pitch, and they got the fans behind them. Even when they don't have fans behind them, like when they go to um, Philadelphia, they got a really good fan base. They got a really good um, family in that dugout. You know, they play together and they piece up, and that's why I believe they're gonna at least at least go to the World Series, but maybe even win it. You know, I'd like to see something about Kyle Schwarber. Uh, you know, he's been hitting tanks in this. Uh, in this NLCS, but man, I, I, it's almost hard to believe that he hits under 200 for a season. When you watch him in the postseason, even when you look at his postseason average, it's like right now he, it's like sub 250. But if you watch his at bats, he doesn't chase. He's actually a good hitter. He, he doesn't chase, and it's like phenomenal to watch. He'll get down 0-2, and and watch three pitches or four pitches consecutive just outside the box, and you're watching it going with an eye like that. How are you hitting under 200? I mean, it's just phenomenal to watch him hit and to watch him 
in the postseason is just it, he levels up. I mean, the guy levels up. He gets it done. Harper levels up in the postseason. But hitting is an interesting thing, right? Cool. You saw a guy like Castellanos. You know, oh, my God, look out. This guy can hit, but he's a streaky guy, right? Streak hitter. Very streaky, and right now he hasn't got a hit in his last 21 at-bats. But he's the kind of guy that can win the game today for you in one swing of the bat. And then I mean, get him just, rolling into Texas, that, and then he can roll all the way he, through the he's World He's just Series. that kind of player. He's that kind of guy that can just – he can turn the switch on at, 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 at no time, at no – yeah, any time. 100%. Well, we will, we'll we'll throw in some updates as the pod continues. Right now, I think we're still 3-2. So, we'll, Caden will keep us posted on that. I wanted to jump to these big uh, postseason performances because, like I said, as I watch Jordan, I thought to myself, man, what stands out to me? And these are things I actually remember watching. And I'll go with one hitter, one pitcher. My first one was Big Poppy, David Ortiz in 2004. I wrote down some numbers Real quick here, he had uh, 68 plate appearances, batted 400, uh, 1.279 OPS, five homers, 19 RBIs, and the big reason I meant this was the break the curse year for the Red Sox. And this guy was so dialed in, it seemed like every time yeah. he swung the bat, he was hitting solid. Um, so that was the most memorable hitting performance for me. I don't know if you remember that one, Clint, but yeah. he was just awesome. Yeah. My, 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 my pictures are you had you had two guys that were always locked in, especially when the World Series came on the line, was Kurt Schilling and uh, and Johnny Lester. Those guys, when the money, when it came down to having to win a baseball game in the clutch, and during our time, Schilling was probably the best at it. Schilling, yep. Schilling, was, Schilling was a big, big money pitcher. And Lester had a, a microscopic ERA in, in the World Series in the big games, too. He was These guys yep. were just big money, big money, game on the line pitchers. And that's, you know, the, the amazing thing for me when we were coming up was, like, watching the Atlanta Braves. This team had the best pitching in baseball and best for over a decade, oh. and they couldn't get it done in the postseason. They could just never win. They squeaked out one, and uh, what was it? Ten consecutive? I mean, how many consecutive? I think they won ten or, or, or twelve, maybe consecutive. And the only year they won was '95. That's it. I know. And and to think about Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz. When they got Avery, faked, when they got Avery faked out by Chuck Knobloch. Remember when Chucky Knobloch faked him out in the '91 uh, World Series? He, he slowed. Uh, he slowed. Uh, I think Ron Gant down. Or Lonnie Smith. He slowed Lonnie Smith down at third base on the fake. And they ended up winning game seven. That was one of the greatest plays of all time. Well, You're not allowed to do that anymore now, but it, it's, it, that fake. fake it's funny throw. you mentioned Schilling because he wasn't my pitching performance um, that I wanted to mention. But since you mentioned him, I happened to write down his numbers in 2001. 48 innings pitched. 1.12 ERA. Three complete games. 56 strikeouts against 25 hits. He started three games in the World Series that year. And Johnson came in in relief. And he beat, and, and they, that's the year that they beat the Yanks the in Yankees, seven yeah, with Lewis the Gonzalo broken hit. And he beat the greatest closer of all time, Mariano Rivera. Yeah, so yeah. that was a really cool year. And then Schilling, when you talk about him in the postseason, he also had the bloody sock game when he was with the Red Sox. Remember that? Yeah. He had, when they had the, the camera zoomed in on the bloody sock. The absolute sock. best World Series game ever. Braves. Twins, 1991, Game 7. Jack Morris, John Schmoltz, one nothing in 10 right. innings. That's right. That was Joe Carter, wasn't it? 
No, that was, was that the was, Carter Homer. No, that was Toronto. Jack oh, okay. Morris. Oh, Jack yeah. Morris pitched for Minnesota, and then he went on to win another one with Toronto. Also, Jack Morris did. Ah, and he, and okay. he won one with the Tigers. Also, so okay. Jack Morris. That was another guy that was a big money postseason pitcher. Was was Jack see, Morris? You took us into the nineties. That's right, what I did. Right. I, see, because I don't remember well, those things as more, vividly. The nineties right. for me is more. I remember yeah, that for better sure. even in the 2000s. You start talking about games one nothing going into extra innings. And, and Schmoltz pitch, Schmoltz pitch nine, and man, Morris went all ten, complete game shutout. This one is amazing to me, and the the young guys like Caden, they need to go back and watch because when you hear Madison Bumgarner's name today, you think, oh, you know, he's washed up Carol. and what, and yeah, I mean, he's and I was looking, he's still a relatively young guy. He was phenomenal with the Giants, phenomenal. Two thousand and fourteen, the the performance that he put on in two thousand and fourteen, fifty two innings pitched in the postseason. He had a, there was a they were the wild card team that year. He had to go on and win the wild card game. He pitched a complete game shutout and a winner take all winner winner go home wild card game. Pitched fifty two innings in the postseason. A one point oh three ERA, two complete games, forty five strikeouts against twenty eight hits, only six walks, and most impressively, came in on one day rest in Game Seven of the World Series and went five scoreless in relief. That's probably. The greatest pitching performance ever. You come in on one day rest and you throw five scoreless, yeah. and you had that kind of resume going into that. Because the unit only had to pitch what, one inning. Yeah, when yeah. Mandy came in, well, Mad Bomb did one. there. That takes it for me. And I'm talking only since the 2000s. I was looking around at some MLB postseason stuff, and you know when you get into some of the old stuff, I think it was in 1928, Garrick and Ruth. It was just the World Series. They both hit like over 550. Their OPSs were both over over two. Right, like it, just complete destruction. Well, like Dan was saying, if these guys would have had all these extra playoff games, they oh, would yeah. have so many home runs hit that you right. wouldn't be able to. You wouldn't even be able to catch up with these guys, you know. Right. So the game has changed so much; it's hard to look at those old timer stats. But man, it was just fun to look at the 28 performance from Garrig and Ruth. Ruth together when they were both at their best. You're like, I mean, what do you, what can you do there when you get two guys hitting 550, 600 for a whole series, multiple home runs, just absolutely obliterating the ball. So, did you have anything else you want to cover on the uh, the postseason performances? I'm good there. All right, moving on. Okay, so we're gonna jump to NFL. Caden, are we good on the three two still? Is that still what's going on? You got to keep us posted on that game. Three two bomb six. It's only bottom six. I thought we were into the seventh in that game. But my thing's not loaded. Well, you better update that thing. We want to keep that. We want to keep that going here. So this is my. Yep, three, two, bottom six. Okay, this Iron is my stop. weekly NFL surprise Super Bowl. Okay. And, and I got one too. You got a surprise. I'm supposed to come up with a surprise Super Bowl. Yeah, you but yours never. Yours is no, my one. surprise Super Bowls are solid. Why not? Are solid. Let's see what you got this so, week. I didn't write that. This down. this week. Oh no, because it comes from me, and then you guys got to just tell me what you think. I don't. Yeah, I don't need you guys one. in on this. I got the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Again, keep in mind it's based on this week's performance. Okay. okay? And it's got to be a surprise. I can't go Chiefs. Okay. You know, Eagles, right? Seattle Seahawks against the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, make my case. I'm going to make my case. The Seahawks, outside of the first game of the year, they've been in every game. They've been playing against good teams. They've made a, a pretty difficult schedule. They got a good defense. They got a good running game and a good passing game. When you look at them offensively, they're pretty well balanced. What's the name of that back? 
their their main back. He puts it. Kenny, Kenny Walker. Kenneth, Kenneth, Walker. Kenneth Walker. He's he he carries it, man. I mean, he can carry a load there. They, Metcalf didn't even play this week. They still won. They got Lockett. I mean, they got a wide receiving core. Good running game. See, the Seahawks, why not? And and Geno Smith doesn't. He, he's got a lot smarter this last couple of years. He don't turn the football over as much anymore. Right, exactly. I mean, Geno Smith has been a pleasant surprise. And, um, you know, good for that guy, right? You think the guy's career's over and he comes back and does that. And then I jump to the Steelers. I mean, Tell me Tomlin's not the best coach. That's it. I was, I mean, I was that talking guy, to you were talking about guy coaching. Was, they the just same win guy football I was talking games. to about the, the Diamondbacks Phillies, the same guy I told him, best coach in the NFL, Mike Tomlin. No question about it. it. This guy's the best head coach in the National Football How do they keep winning games? He you watch their games, win. you can't even figure out how they're winning. He knows how I mean, to win. they, they don't really have a good running game. Their defense is, like, good, but it's not great. And their quarterback has underperformed yeah. really all year. But yet they're leading their division and they're and they they keep winning games. I don't know. He's you only never think, had a losing season as a head coach, Mike Thomas. In, in yeah. the NFL, and I try to kind of state this every week, and that's why I came up with this kind of funny category, the surprise Super Bowl matchup, is because nobody knows from week to week. Look at the teams that are falling. The 49ers dropped another game. The Lions, who everybody thought was, you know, the uh, Stephen A's A list or whatever, had him as their number one team. I mean. And we'll we'll talk about that coming up, but when you think about the NFL, you're still only you're not even halfway through the season yet. You're seeing a lot of changes week to week. One team looks great the next week. One team doesn't. So these surprise Super Bowl matchups, I think one of them, and I'm I'm only going to do it a couple more weeks. One of them's going to hit randomly. I like the one I had. Who'd I have? Jaguars against. I think I had Jaguars Lions. That could hit, even though you don't think the Lions are there. But the point being is. Is that let's see how this season I shakes out? The Lions out. were there until last week. I mean, last week they just—it's like they weren't even on football field. I, I, that game blew me away. From week to week in this league, you can see completely almost different teams. And when you watch, when you look at the lines in the NFL, the games are always in Vegas. They're close. You don't see a lot of games over a touchdown. And there's a reason for that. The parity in the league is strong. It's why everybody loves watching it. If you just had a couple teams that were running that thing, I don't think you'd have the product that you got. The NFL's where they want to be. I mean, from week to week, you don't know what's going to happen. And yeah, well, I think, you know, these are two good teams. I think they're on their way up. I just don't think they're at a suitable place. I know this is only for um, this week, but I just feel like it's two quarterbacks. I mean, first off, and I'm a coaching, but. On both sides. Uh, yeah, yeah. But the quarterbacks are just not, I mean, they're just not there. I mean, I just, the question is, can these receivers get open enough and can the running game carry um, these quarterbacks? Because I don't really trust, especially um, Kenny Pickett, uh, maybe Geno Smith. He has a little more experience. But both these guys don't have a lot of playoff experience. They're not really used to winning big games in important times going to the later weeks. I, I just don't know if they can go down crunch time and they can really put a team together. Uh, I'll tell you who impressed me was the guy, the Bears backup, Badgett. You got a second, uh, a Division two quarterback. He comes in there and he played mistake-free football. And gave his team a chance to win the game and the Bears got the job done. I mean, it, 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 if, Fields could do, if, if Fields could do that, you don't have to, you don't have to put up, you don't have to put up game-breaking statistics. All you got to do is manage the game. That's why Jimmy G wins all the time. He don't ever put up huge statistics. 
And he also doesn't but he make, manages the football. He also doesn't make mistakes either. Like a lot yeah, of right. And you know, you know who else is Jalen Hurts. He's not a big stat. Correct. Guy. I mean, he, he he does what he needs to do for his team to, to win football games. And I, number one, I agree with Caden. When you start looking at the QBs, you're very unlikely to see a Geno Smith, Kenny Pickett uh, Super Bowl Correct. matchup. But you never know, and that's why we bring this up. You never I think know the what coaching and they got really good wide receivers. But, go, but then jumping back to your comment on this Bears thing, because we always got to throw in a little field section to the pod. We always got to throw it in there. And what you're seeing is exactly what Uncle Clint just said. You put a guy in there. He doesn't have a ton of experience, but he gets rid of the ball. He puts it in the right spot. He wasn't throwing long passes down the field. He was managing the game, a good run game. He wasn't missing his targets. The guy managed the game very well, and they won the football game. And that's what it's about. It's about it's about winning football games. And we can talk next week and say, oh, the rookie was a disaster and so forth. You know, they, they the league starts to figure out his tendencies. They defend against him. You know, this is what happens in the NFL. We obviously understand that. But again, a guy like Fields, who's been in the league, how long? If you haven't seen it yet, are you going to see it? That's the question. And I would say the answer to that is no. No, You're not going to see it. This guy, as a matter of fact, let's say that this guy comes out, they let him throw it a little bit more. They let him stretch the field a little bit more this time. He was putting some difficult balls on the sideline, putting them in the right spot. They open it up for him a little bit. He has a good game. Does this Fields injury suddenly become a five, six-week injury? If I was a Bears coaching staff, I would leave the guy in the rest of the season. I, I would be done with Fields. They won't do that, but they, if I was a Bears coaching staff, I'd stick a fork in Fields and I'd let this guy run the team the rest of the season. I, I don't think you're going to do any better with Fields. I would tell you that. I just don't think you're going to do any better. I mean, you got to get somebody that can get – we just had – we were uh, at the gym today and Caden's buddy was saying um, – yeah, I mean, they, they just don't protect him. I'm like, so they protect this guy? I said, no, he gets rid of the football. And, he, you know? He, like I said, he's got three seconds just about every time to throw the football. But Bears fans continue to be, always back their quarterbacks up, no matter what. No matter how bad they stink, the Bears fans continue to back their quarterbacks up. And the guy's just not that, not, he's not that good. I agree. Moving on. All right, so to the weekly media overreaction, I'll let you start with yours. I got one. It's not the big – first thing I want to say before you jump into yours is that this category was made for the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. And when they have a week off, it's actually kind of boring because they're going to overanalyze everything from the Cowboys game. So when they don't play, boring. we got to come up with our own overreaction, which you can see the media kind of trying to figure out what it's going to be for the week. Oh, Belichick won, so he's no longer on the hot seat, all that BS. But I thought you had a good one, so throw it I, out. I, I actually got two. The, 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 the Lions, to me, was a media overreaction because, you know, they looked like world beaters, and then they went back to be same old Detroit Lions again and to lay a complete egg against one the, the Baltimore Ravens. It's only one game. And then another overreaction is, uh, to me, 49ers are not the best team in football. Absolutely not. The 49ers, the well, last Are they two saying weeks the 49ers are the best team in football? They because since they lost two in a row, because I had written down that the 49ers are in trouble. I don't think the 49ers are in trouble. I don't think they're the best team in football, but I believe that you will see that team in the postseason. You will, but I don't I do think you're going to see them. I don't know that they're in the Super Bowl. I still like the I Eagles don't think in the Super Bowl. the NFC Championship game now after what I saw the last two weeks. Keep in mind, you got to think about this. 
Their defense is tough. They hit hard. When you watch the game, I'm, they're talking, oh, the 49ers can't win a gritty game. I'm like, I don't know, man. When you watch them, they hit hard. They Last week, they missed a field goal that would have won the game. Okay? Last night against Minnesota, no Debo, no Trent Williams. I mean, they're not at full force. Purdy's Debo's a beast. I'm in agreement with you on Purdy. I think Purdy got overrated a, a little bit too quickly, but I do think he can manage a, lot a game. A of people helped him. I think Purdy can manage a game. I don't know that he can go win a game. And the question is, is that what the 49ers are going to end up needing as they push a little further and get into the bigger game? The bottom line is, if, if CMC doesn't stay healthy, that they're finished. Well, I agree with that. They need him, but I think you're seeing, too, that they need Debo. Eli Mitchell, he hasn't played all year, and you saw what he can do. He's really dangerous. Oh, he is. He's a good running back. He's a good back, but, man, McCaffrey is basically a slot receiver that can can also be an awesome running back. I mean, he – they were saying it last night on the broadcast. They're like, McCaffrey would be a pro bowler if he was just a slot receiver. I mean, that's how good he is. Uh, you know, coming out. His old man was a great player. Yeah, his old man. Well, his his whole family's got athletic pedigree. They were athletes. All of them were athletes in college. His old man was a tight end. His mom was like a swimmer or something. I mean, they got an unbelievable. Uh, no, I thought he was a defensive back. Ed McCaffrey. Wasn't it that Ed McCaffrey was a tight end? Denver. I'm gonna look it up, Caden. Check the tape on it. That's why we got you here. I want to know what Ed McCaffrey did for the Denver Broncos. Defensive back. I thought. All right. Any other media stuff? I got one. You do? Yep. Go ahead. What do you got? Is it on this paper or is it on a computer? You haven't looked at your notes once, and I'm glad because it looks like a uh, cat got a hold of a sheet of paper and had ink on its paws. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. What's your media deal? I think that Jordan Love is in trouble. (laughs) Okay. I, no, is that the overreaction? Did or the media say he was or wasn't in trouble? The media has said he's in trouble. But you're agreeing think, with the media? No, I, I am not agreeing with that. Okay, okay. So you're, the overreaction is is that love's in trouble and are, agree or disagree? I am disagreeing with that. Why? Because I, I just feel like they're depending too. They got to stay patient with this guy. They're so used to Aaron Rodgers throwing dimes across the field. They got to remember he's, uh, he's in recovery right now. They gotta, they gotta spend some patience with the guy. This guy's been on the bench for three years, and I really feel like he's been, yeah, he's been making a couple mistakes there and there. But he doesn't really have a Devontae Adams he can go to, and he doesn't really have a running game. I mean, he really has to stay patient. I think. I, I, here's all I'm gonna say. Here's all I'm gonna say. Roger sat behind Brett Favre for three years and paid attention to what was going on. This guy sat behind Aaron Rodgers what do you think for he's doing three or four years. He should have been paying a little bit more attention to how Aaron Rodgers I'm just saying, give him a full year, trade so him maybe, could, I don't so he know. Could well, operate. Yeah, the word on the street that, that I heard, the media overreaction, was that they may not bring him back next year. Um, yeah, but don't, don't right bench him this year. What do you think the I would tell do? you that I agree with you, Caden. I think... That he's got potential, and I think it's too early to give I up think on he that. Stinks. He can I fling it, man. And when I see guys that can fling it, I, I you know, I want to see them get a chance. But I also Bad know accuracy. where you're coming from. I know he doesn't. He's not accurate. But again, man, it's a lot when they put you in for that. You know, when they put you in that first year, 
even though you've been behind somebody, I think somebody, it's also you need bad. a little more time. I think, and and they really don't have a big toolbox for him. But to work he doesn't from. manage the game very well either. He's, he's basically a glorified rookie. I mean, he's been sitting behind Rodgers. Right. I don't know how well Rodgers mentors guys. I mean, he might be great to them. I'm not 100 sure on that, but I would say only Rodgers. Yeah, he wasn't too happy that they drafted him. If you remember, no, he wasn't. You know what I mean? So when you think about that. I think love needs a little more time. I think the Packers probably mismanaged that situation by having such a short window to make a decision he on him. He doesn't even talk to his own parents, let alone being able to mentor <laughs> football players. So he's not a very good mentor. I hear you. I, hear you. Well, I think that was a pretty good one, Caden, because I was hearing about that. Hey, Caden, before we jump to fantasy stuff, well, did, you, did, did you, you look up on, number one, the baseball game, and number two, did you look up Ed McCaffrey? I'm pretty darn sure he was a tight end. Am I off with this? Is, am I, is my Wide receiver. Why were saying, okay, okay well, yeah, yeah, he was, was a, a bit, yeah, dude, he was okay. offensive and he was solid. He was a good player. He was a guy, that, would, you know, he was a guy that could it's catch It's still three to two in the top of the seventh. That guy seems like it's dragging along. What are you, are you sure? He's stalled out. Yeah, I'm sure. Are you working on an AOL dial-up over there? That seems like that's going on. We're going to have to turn on the TV here in a minute. All right, moving on. All right, fantasy pops flops. Number one. We always got to go week in review. Last week, I reneged from giving any type of suggestion to anyone because my picks were so awful. I couldn't remember who your flop was. Who was your flop? Do you remember? He did all right. I had Kurt Cousins. No, he had Cousins as the flop. Okay, yeah, Cousins did. Okay, that was not a bad call. My but he ended up doing. He ended up doing all right. But hang on, hang on. This, these, these were hilarious. These were hilarious. Mister Nate on his. First performance on the show. Throws out Ayuk. I think Ayuk had a decent game. I didn't look it up, but I think he was okay. I mean, I don't think it was bad. But the, but the funny one is this. He throws out Derrick Henry as his flop, and Derrick Henry was on the bye. bye. Not even playing. So Can't flap him. You don't kind play. of a strategic thing by Nate where he calls it for a flop. The guy didn't play, so he did put up a zero. But, uh, again, not playing. I'm not sure that he did his research there. So, Nate, if you're listening... Let's bring uh, a few more notes to the table next time. <laughs> Moving on to Caden, who continues to amaze with his calls because on Tuesday night it looked like McCaffrey was out. And at that point, it looked like Zach Evans was going to be RB, one of the best. He plays for the Rams. Oh, no, the Rams. I'm sorry. I don't know where he got to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Not that. Not that. The, uh, what's his name was out. Your guy from the Rams. Uh, okay, Ryan. Well, carry on. Carry on. Four, two, D-backs. D-backs go yeah. up another run. Uncle Clint's got a couple oh, beers cool. on his way. How'd they get it? Corbin Carroll, sack fly. Corbin Carroll is still rolling. Okay, he's three for three with a sack fly tonight. The rookie, unreal. And they go into Philly and win two. That's gigantic. All right, moving on to, not moving on from the topic, but talking about Caden's call here with this Evans guy who... Didn't even get a carry. And he got one carry for no yards. That was his. That was his. Well, the week the guy pop. he picked the week before had two carries at least. So yes, so it was a little better that week. If you're looking to bet against anyone with some sort of DraftKings fan duel thing, listen for Caden's pop. If I get a touchdown here, I'm okay right. too. Now his his. His uh, flop was Saquon Barkley, who of course had a pretty good game. He had, a, but you know, he did his normal thing. He catches three or four balls out of the backfield, forty yards, got a touchdown, ran for another sixty-five or seventy. I mean, is Saquon going to end up somewhere else? And then is that going to increase his value from a fantasy perspective? He may end up, he may end up getting traded. So we'll see what happens with that. And then Uncle Clint, you had uh, Pickens as your pop, and P- Pickens. 
man, we're just waiting for this guy to explode. He had a pretty good game. I think he put up 17, but he had five for like 100-something. Yeah. So he, he just, just didn't get in yeah, the zone. If he got in the end zone, right. it would have been a win. You get in the end zone, it's what it's what ultimately you know creates the pop for you. And then Cousins was your flop. I think Cousins Cousins overperformed last night. I saw Cousins make a couple of throws where he went to his third read at the last second, got hit, and made the proper throw. I was amazed. The guy's really not that bad of a quarterback. I just don't like him. He's really not that he, bad of a kid. He's a pretty good guy, weird. number one. He's a good guy. He's a good family man. Yeah. And the dude, he is, did man. Did you he's see what he did with his salary? No. Got it all in Cole's cash. Huh? His entire salary in Cole's cash. What the heck is that? I don't even know what that is. What's Cole's dollars. He goes and buys white. Button down and white polo shirts at Coles. The store his entire Coles? his entire Viking salary Coles cash. Look it up. No, Look it up. Look it up. What? Coles Dude, you got to get active on that computer for coming up with stuff like that. Look it up. Know what, what Look it up. Kurt Cousins Coles cash. I think it was three years, one hundred twenty million, <laughs> all in Coles cash. No, 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 not one hundred twenty million. I think so. No, Look it you up. read something wrong. I'm going to get some verification. You might get right some now. kind of story. Like Coles cash, Kurt Cousins. Yes. Don't start reading. Actually come up with some information on that. But Cousins, you're right. That's why I always said Cousins to the Jets is a, is a winning combination. I don't love Cousins, but I think him on that team with that defense, we got Caden doing some research over here. We'll see what he comes up with. Like Cole's cast, Kirk Cousins. First of all, I guarantee you, you're not uh, getting this. Well, you actually, you're close. I thought that you, uh, here, click that. See what you get. Kirk Cousins is bursting full of Cole's cash. Let's just I don't know. We're, he's going to have to see if he can pull something up there. There is some information online about it. So we'll see what Uncle Clint's coming up with there. But Wait, hey, what we're going to jump. What Cole's cash? Cole's is a department store. Where he's the like store in Corey Mall. He's saying he took it. He took his extension, <laughs> a three-year extension in Cole's All right, cash. We're Zach we gotta, Wheeler's coming in. Hey, we got to get the pops and flops. Are you ready for it? You got your notes? What do you got? I want to hear your pop and flop for the week, and let's see. You cannot possibly Oh, yeah, first do... before we do that. Never mind, never mind, never mind. You can't possibly do any worse than you've done. Are my pop? Yeah. My man, it? Josh Jones from the Colts. What position? Wide receiver. Yes, great week last week. That's a good pick. Okay, so that's your pick to that's pop? Okay. 40 points, I'm calling it. 40? All right, all right. And then what's your flop? Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's going to flop? All right, let's see. With the Minnesota second, second, Vikings dealing with some out. salary cap issues. Uh, oh, man, it switched up on me. I had to close Cooper the Cooper Cup. It switched up on me. You got Cup as your flop, and you got second this guy from the paragraph. Post. Second paragraph. The Vikings and Cousins have agreed terms to a three-year $120 million contract session, the entirety of which will be given to Cousins in the form of Cole's cash. I, dude, I gotta check. What's one hundred and twenty million dollars in Cole's cash? What is Cole's cash? Contract extension that will pay him entirely in Cole's cash. Okay, I'll be looking into this. We'll report back on the next pod. What is Cole's cash? Would you listen to me? There is a store. Yeah, I know. Called Cole's. It's like a gift card to Cole's for his contract. So they're all gift cards. One hundred twenty million dollars worth. I just showed you right there in the article. I'm going to be looking into it. That don't sound right. Something's wrong. I'm moving to your pops and flops. What do you got? Okay. I got this week, uh, I got two pops. My first pop is, my first pop is Jameer Gibbs for Detroit because if Devonta Foreman can score three touchdowns, 
against the Las Vegas Raiders. I look for Gibbs to pop off against them this week with Detroit and, and put, some, put up some heavy numbers. I'm also going with Daryl Henderson Jr. You got you got for the, the Rams. practice squad. He's for in the Rams. practice squad. He, he's going he's gonna to play. He played no. last week. He got sent to the practice squad. Just this know, morning. We got to look into this. Look at, yes. And he had a good game. I thought he had a pretty good game this week, didn't he? He got a lot of touches. Okay, then I'll leave Gibbs as my pop, and I'm going to add Henderson as my second as my second player. He did tell me that today that that guy got moved to the practice squad. He, no he came off of the practice squad to play last week. Is, is your guy's not playing yet? How no, he's he out. Him? He's going high R. He's going to be out oh, for like is. four or six weeks. Right. I didn't realize how long he was going to be. They out. pulled Henderson up off the practice squad last week to play. Gotcha. Henderson reverted to Rams practice so squad. Why would they do that? They're going to need backs. For NFL transaction log, in less than one week, to, uh, Henderson returned to the Rams practice squad contract. Last Tuesday was evaluated to the active roster Saturday and started at running back for the uh, team Sunday. Right, get to your flop. Let's and my flop is Trevor Lawrence this week. Oh, Caden needs Lawrence. He's 0-7. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to flop out this week. Oh. He's just been hanging on and hanging on and hanging on. He's due for a downer. Well, speaking of that, they got the Steelers this week, so He's we'll see what happens there. I'll give mine. I don't know. I like to come up with something interesting. I don't think my pop's that interesting. I got Eckler at the Bears. I, I just think Eckler's just going to get a ton of touches in that game. Is this his first week pick? Uh, no, he's played. He played okay. one other time. The Denver so. Nuggets beat the Los Angeles Lakers with score 119-107. Thank you for LeBron the LeBron James is a fraud. Uh, yeah, yeah. After 20 seasons, okay. Here we go. Uh, Eckler versus the Bears, and then this is my this is my flop. You got to go out there with your flops sometimes. Tyreek Hill against the New England Patriots. Belichick loves to shut your key guy. Down. I actually almost wrote him down. Yeah, he, he real Belichick, and, and I can flop. look like a. I'm at risk of looking like a moron by next week. But I'm telling you, Belichick loves target taking away your best and weapon. And can't perform every week. No. <laughs> he's got to have a down week. Again, if there's a week that he's going to have a down week, it's against a, a team like New England because of the way Belichick coaches. Again, New England's starting to look like maybe they, they make a little revival no. here. I have no when idea. When you have Mac Jones as a quarterback, you ain't going nowhere. Mac Jones, big drive. Big drive this game to get his team to Buffalo w. Bills the biggest fraud in the history of NFL. Uncle Clint might agree with you Buffalo there. Buffalo ain't good. He may agree with you there. All right, that's our fantasy pops and flops. Uh, NFL Week 8 matchups, just a couple things there. I wrote down a couple games just off, off a whim. One's Jags Steelers, Jags, Jags favor by two and a half. I got some. And then the other one I got, Bengals Niners. Another win right here. Niners are going down three weeks in a row. You like the Bengals over the Niners. The Niners favored by five and a half. I like the game. Bengals over the Niners. And the Bengals coming off a bye, right? I think the 49ers right? are going to choke out again. And I think Joe Mixon this week is going to get off to Schneid finally. And, I think he'll finally and, get, and and get some in the zone. Against that vaunted 49ers. Now, this is my big. What do you got? So, Saints-Colts. This is a big game, in your opinion? Big game. Just came out losing two in a row to two poverty teams with the Texans and Jaguars. We play the Colts. Let's go stomp on them and not let them breathe. Let's go. All right. We'll see what happens. And then let's go stomp on the Bears. I'm glad you mentioned that because it made me think of my surprise Super Bowl matchup where I almost went with a different bird. Instead of the Seahawks, I almost went with the Atlanta Falcons as my surprise team. 
Reason being is because there's no quarterback in the league that tries harder to lose games for his team than Ritter, and somehow they keep winning games. The guy gave the ball away three Their times in that game. Is pretty good. Without it, he didn't throw an interception. Falcons but he, pretty gave, good. he gave the ball away three times by fumbling. He's a complete disaster, and they keep winning games. I I got to give the Falcons credit. If they keep winning games with that guy under Running center, game is pretty good. Who? Running game is pretty good. Their running game is very good, but hey, you got burned on that last week. All of a sudden, Bijan, he I almost put him to flop this week. Well, all NFL, of a sudden, the guy NFL just don't NFL's play. He's guy. sick. He gets sick right before the game. He's sick right before the game. No he one knows anything. Right about him. Got the flu right before the game. I mean, this started. guy's like a fantasy manager's worst enemy I at this point. Them rookies are very, very tricky. Remember, I told you that I don't like. Yeah, rookies. but they're usually tricky because they show up or don't show up. They usually just don't all of a sudden. I mean, they don't play show up. Like they I mean, like they have a bad game. performance. Oh. You know what I mean? Like they have a bad performance. Like Montgomery, I think, is going to be out one more week. That's another reason I pick Gibbs. But Montgomery, when he's been healthy, that guy's been a yeah. machine. Yeah, you really can't go to Gibbs been. as a as your main RB one when you got Montgomery in the lineup with him because he's going to get the goal line carries. Just like and, I predicted it. And he exp- not only that, I mean, he looks like he looks youthful. If yeah. you've seen him run the ball this year, he looks explosive. And I don't Something know what about the Bears are not doing with. They, this guy should have been their running back from the beginning of the season. Well, what have they been doing with this guy? I'm telling you. I mean, this guy should be. This guy runs with a 40. I agree. I think he looks youthful. He looks very good. And my, my NBA Finals matchup is the Dallas Mavericks and the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> the Dallas Mavericks? I'm going out there with the Where Dallas did Mavericks. you come up with that? Dallas You Mavericks. like the Kyrie-Luka combination? I think that's a disaster. Dallas Mavericks. I, li- I do like the Bucks call because I think the Dame Lillard pickup with Giannis, that pick-and-roll game, if Giannis, if they both stay out. I want to see somebody new out of Western Conference for once. Middleton, Middleton needs to step up. Middleton's going to be key there. He needs to step up and be a shot maker. Yeah. And it's he's probably going to be done for the out of the, out of the West. You think so? Katie, what do you got for your uh, for your NBA Finals matchup? We're just throwing that out there, guys, because I mean, the I've done a lot of research, but if I had to go, I'm going with you haven't researched this. Sack? Just give us a matchup. I'll tell you who played last year. What do you got on your notes? I'm going, yeah, with, the Chicago, notes I'm going with the Chicago Bulls <laughs> versus the Phoenix Suns. The Suns is not a bad call. You know, no. The Suns got Suns? a dynamic uh, I'm just telling you, this is a between, young Bulls team, and they're going to be playing with a between, lot of energy, and they're going to be coming out and absolutely destroying this NBA. Between book, the Booker-KD-Beal thing, if they can get that working – and they can all play together for at least 25, 30 games. That could be very interesting offensively. But, man, Phoenix, you saw last year against when they needed it defensively, they don't have it. When, when yeah. Kurt Cousins commented on his Coles cash, he said, oh, I'm, a, I'm a simple guy with simple taste, Cousins told reporters. <laughs> I told you this guy's weird. I made a lot of money over the years, but now i got an opportunity to make sure I have enough cargo shorts and khakis. You can never have too many cakes. This is like out of the so onion weird. or something. Hundred percent fact. Is he like a big stakeholder in Coles or something, where he could just put his money into it? What's the deal? He's, and he's, he's you don't take a hundred million in Coles clothes. This is like that was the trend. Warehouse is full of clothes. This is not like he's getting Louis Vuitton or Saint Laurent or something, whatever the name of that he really fancy brand. He, continue, he wanted to make it a competitive rebuild. So it has something to do, the way he took the money has something to do with him taking less. On top of that, when you spend that money at Kohl's, you can accumulate more Kohl's cash 
So the deal oh, has to be potentially worth a lot more than this. Is a joke. We, we got to stop. It's this. not a joke. I'm giving it's my 100 fact. I'm coming with my picks, man, and I am going oldest of the old school NBA finals that you can have: Boston Celtics, Los Angeles Lakers. Hey. What are you doing? No, stop with this. It's arc. only valid Monday through Sunday, and he's got a spell. <laughs> yeah, it is crap. It's crap. No, it ain't. Right. It's a fact. All right. Monday through Sunday? Yeah. It's got a week to go in there and buy all the stuff from the store. No, no. We're, again, This we need fact check. We need a fact checker, Caden, and you can't handle it. Can I do That's fact check? No, fact-checking comes next episode where we review this episode and come up with the worst information that we provided. Like you saying, Ed McCaffrey's a defensive back. That was a bad day for me. <laughs> Who was I thinking of? I was thinking of somebody else. And hey, I will call myself out once. I said Jordan. I was talking about Jordan Alvarez, and I was talking about Seager, and I said, you know, you got one guy with no experience in Seager, and I was kind of comparing the two squads. Seager won the World Series MVP in 20, so... I kind of blew that one. I didn't remember Seager doing that in the 2020 World Series. But, hey, listen, I got to give my pick here. Celtics-Lakers, and let me give you my reasoning real quick. Okay, number one. Celtics are Number one, the Celtics are not washed. The Celtics picked up Drew Holiday. That's major defense. They may end up, who knows, Smart may circle back and end up on the Celtics. We don't know that. The Celtics will have a good defensive team. Brown and Tatum. Tatum's a phenomenal player. Brown is the guy I question, but if Brown can get it going in the postseason, last year Brown could not dribble the basketball. I mean, it was like hard to watch. So I think if Jalen Brown can get it going there, I just like the Celtics. I think that team, this is their, in my opinion, with that group, with the Brown-Tatum combination, this is that team's last chance to make it. Jump into the Lakers. Stop showing me stuff on Kirk Cousins. All right. With the Reeves, uh, you know, Austin Reeves, Rui. D'Lo, and the thing about the Lakers is, for some reason, I'm putting a little money on AD this year. I just think AD is going to get it done. I think he's going to stay healthy for some reason. I don't know why. I have no history backing me up here, but I think he's going to stay healthy. I think he's finally going to allow LeBron to pass the torch to him a little bit, which LeBron's been trying to do for three or four seasons, and Davis has not successfully taken that role. And most importantly after that is that they always make moves. And last year they made moves by the trade deadline that ended up changing their whole season. Um, LeBron's very strategic in there getting these guys to play, like Rui Hachimura. That that guy played his best basketball with LeBron James. Uh, D'Lo's a guy that if they can put him in the right spots, he can give you those quick offensive bursts. I would love to see Celtics-Lakers. And, you know, this is similar to Tatum-Brown possibly being their kind of last run as a duo. I do see this as probably LeBron's last dance in terms of being the guy. And even if if AD does what he needs to do, LeBron's still going to need to be awesome to get that team over the top. And deep down as a fan, that's what I'd love to see, and I'd love to see it end up being Celtics-Lakers. So that's my call on my NBA Finals. we got some interesting ones. Uncle Clint's got Dallas there. I, that's a disaster. I just don't see that happening. Oh, Cadence is just, he's got one half with the yeah, Suns. He's one of the best players in the league, man. Don Chich. Oh, Don? Oh, absolutely. Luka can play. Absolutely. But he's got some defensive deficiencies. 
For some reason, go ahead, runs out to play for the field. For some reason, he signed up. Uh, for, he signed on for that Kyrie thing. That's not good. You, you can't. The only guy in the world that can win a title with Kyrie Irving is LeBron James, and Kyrie played his best hoops, clutch hoops, with LeBron, and they got it done. All right. Before we close this thing down, Caden, what's the deal? Where are we at? What inning? What's the Bottom of the seventh, one out, four two D backs. Trey turns up. He's officially over three with three ground outs. How many outs? Christian Pache is at second base. Kyle Schwaber is at first base. There was one out, no pitches uh, thrown by um, Kevin Gingles. It does seem like it's going slow. We're going to come back with you next time. And the Phoenix Suns, my pick is beating the Golden State Warriors. And we will have verification on Nicole's case. (laughs) We are coming back with that story. Uncle Clint has the Onion app on his phone. i got to figure out what exactly is being referenced there, what the true facts are on this current situation. I, no, he's we, made so much money that he don't need it. That's why he took the deal in Cole's yeah, cash. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you guys so much. Remember to like us and follow us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your pods. This was a fun one. We can't wait to come back next week and give you guys a little more sports action. Have a great night. Oh, my God. Now look it up on your phone. The Blackhawks can't win. I don't, I don't what am I supposed to back, look up? I don't look even know up. why I'm black. Did Kirk Cousins sign a contract in Cole's cash? I'm telling you, it's a fact. What is this? See how many... Oh, Grandma's sending me a picture of their of Grandpa's 70th Kirk birthday saying, Cole's look cash. how many people Caden's taller than. Let's see. Can't be more than three. All right, you're, Tyler, you're taller than Tyler's girlfriend. You're Breaking taller than your body. September sixteenth, twenty twenty-two. Breaking You're news. Right there. Would you? Are you still on this? Kirk Cousins to convert the <laughs> remainder of his thirty-five million dollars salary from twenty twenty-two into Cole's cash. <laughs> <laughs> hey, God, I gotta get, I gotta get some more stats on McCaffrey here. We gotta see the old man. The old man had a legit run here. That's church from Coles right there. You see it? (laughs) (laughs) That is from Coles. That is definitely from Coles. LeBron James at 21 points. Kurt Cousins converted the remainder of his $35 million salary from that year into 100% Coles cash. Breaking news! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Ed McCaffrey. 6'5", 215, 185 games. 565 catches, 7,422 yards, and 55 touchdowns. Guy had a legit career right there. Yeah, legit. he was a good. He was a good. Hey, and then you mentioned Manny Ramirez. Said he, you know, he didn't end up getting it done. I think he won a World Series with Boston. I think this was. Oh, uh, my saying he didn't get it done. Was he? He had to be with one of those. Yeah, but Boston he teams. he didn't get it done a lot because I they, think they, they this was one of my better podcasts. Yeah, but he Cleveland spent a lot of time in Cleveland, and Cleveland just—I don't know if he underperformed though. I'm not sure about that. I'm trying to see, dude. Manny Ramirez is 51 years old. Yeah, he's young. <laughs> I, that surprises me. So he's a Dominican guy. I want to see. I'm going. I'm going to use the back and I'm. Manny Ramirez. Can you tell Mom to unblock Retro Bowl? Dude, he played 19 seasons. you got to go to ask Mom to unblock Retro Bowl. I, I want her to keep it blocked because you were a little more uh, of a contributor. I was in the suit. You were more a contributor. It was decent, I would say. But hang on. we got to see. Bottom of the seventh. What's going on with this guy?